This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to another Simple Politics podcast. I'm Charlotte and as ever, I am here with my brilliant colleagues and podcast pals, Tatten and Diane. How are you both this week? Oh, we're good, podcast pal. Good. <laughs> That's a new I one. Just, I want to be, I want to be categoric on this podcast mm-hmm. pal. There's not a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, it's, look, I just, I get, I use alliteration when I'm excited because we've got big news, haven't we? Oh, we, oh, we have, we have very big we news. Have very um, big news. Uh, I don't know if your news is going to be the same as mine. I've got some big, big news. It's mostly about kittens. What's your big news? Uh, okay, well, mine's more simple politics based. Oh, simple politics podcast based news. Yes, because you know, you guys, Tatan and Diane, are my podcast pals, but so are the listeners. <laughs> don't Tans make them feel eyes. like pa- pals. They don't want to be podcast pals. It's a terrible term. No one wants that. Okay, well, you know, I did a focus group and they liked it, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> The big news is, podcast listeners, esteemed podcast listeners, we are launching a Patreon for the podcast. Now, if you're not sure what a Patreon is, it's basically where you can donate a couple of quid a month to get more content or exclusive things from us. So for as little as three quid, you can get the podcast early and ad-free. No adverts. No adverts. With no adverts at all. What if I want to tell everyone how good a gambling firm is? <laughs> uh, nope. That, that I'm not allowed to do that. Nope. Not nope. Not if they're a oh. Patreon backer. What if I'm like yeah. buy Shell Oil? Uh, you're also not allowed on Simple okay. Politics podcast. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> what can we get for more than that, Charlotte? What's ne- what's the next level? Excellent question, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this, like some kind of... Blue Peter, I feel it's gone we, do, we, we, we genuinely, lovely listener, lovely listener, we haven't worked this out in advance. No. I mean, obviously we haven't, because you know this podcast. Um, but but there's a, this kind of stage thing that everyone... It's just awful. I'm so sorry. This Patreon's... I'm genuinely excited about it. It's a, it's, 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 it's a really fun way of... Right, we'll go back to the tears in a minute. I just... Podcast costs money to make... And be good, right? We have uh, we have Kobe who produces it. We have our lovely editor, Laura. Laura, who is brilliant, and she the stuff that you don't hear that Laura's cut out. It's all me. Laura just just leaves loads of my voice on the cutting room floor, quite rightly, because it's because it's not. It costs money to do this, and we need to cover that, and. So we're launching a Patreon to help us cover that stuff. This is not, we are not asking for you to, you know, make us rich. This is just about 
covering our costs. And actually, some of this rewards quite fun. The the, the um the, the the what's it five pounds next next tier. One yep. of the things that's coming in the, in the five pound one that I'm really excited about is that as soon as we finished recording, and we're, we're recording this on Thursday morning, uh, we'll just cut a, like a, a, the entire video of us recording, right? And so if you want to watch completely unedited, just see how much of me they cut out. Um, and how much we roll our eyes. And how much they yeah. roll their eyes and how, <laughs> and how genuinely cross I get when they're ludicrous and say things like pals. Mm. Um, it's a way for, for us to hang out closer and it's a way for us to cover the cost of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why we're really excited about it. Now, back to the stage thing that Diane and Charlotte are doing. <laughs> So, Diane, if you go to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash simple politics, there you'll find all the information, all the different rewards you can get, and you can sign up. Excellent. And it will all be very exciting. And it is worth saying, if you can't afford to give something, the podcast will still be free for those that can't, and that's fine. Um, Absolutely fine. But if you can brilliant it keeps us going and uh, it keeps us doing this and we love it and we don't want to give it up no i mean no of course not we love it we love we we love this stuff yeah yeah and uh in pod- in other podcast news mm-hmm. we didn't win uh an award i mean we don't win awards every week uh, we've never <laughs> won an award so every week we don't win an award um but this week was closer because we we were actually nominated Mm. for a pod for an award and this is the independent podcast awards which is like basically podcasts that aren't spotify or bbc or all all the big ones are on spotify the bbc or apple or whatever Mm -hmm. and so the independent podcast awards celebrates the rest people like us and we were nominated for the politics and news section and uh, we didn't win, and presumably, I don't know, I hadn't, don't, didn't recognise the name of the other one, but presumably the one that won was actually, like, really good. So well done, them. But we were surprised. We were surprised to learn that that wasn't the only category in which we were nominated. <laughs> um, there wasn't a category for most useless uh, which I presume we would have aced or been clutching that yep. little award. Um, uh, who's going to tell us what, what, what category it was? I'll go. It was, it was best comedy, which, you know what? <laughs> I'm not that surprised about because my mum has now found this podcast and she thinks my puns are amazing. So clearly, you know, oh, we I deserve mean, that the, nomination. Like best, but... like the best comedy podcast. I mean, just, just being on that. <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, Charlotte does put throw some puns in there. Mm. I I always laugh at you, Tatton. So, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Do you think it is just ineptitude? Mm. The best, the, the best unintentionally comedy comedic podcast. But, I mean, it must be. It's got to mm. be, right? It's got to be. Oh, you mean ineptitude on their part or us? Because we're almost eight minutes in and we have not yet started talking about news. So I do think maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. We are comedy. Well, if you, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry, we right? We launched a very big thing <laughs> that, today. Yeah. We had a big work thing to do and we've done it and we've engaged everyone and everyone's listening. Going, oh, this is exciting. I'm going to go to that Patreon thing. Like, of course we're taking time to do it. You've got to give, you've got to give things the space they need to breathe, right? <laughs> Um, right, before we get into it, I need to tell you about the shop as well because it's nearly Christmas time and you need to get to spstuff.co.uk and all of the goodies are there. The card games. Um, the books, yeah, the books. The, books. <laughs> uh, the, the card games and books. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff. All that stuff's there. Haven't got time to tell you about it today. Trust me, I'll tell you next week. Best Comedy Podcast nominates us. We are acing this, absolutely smashing it. And now we're going to move on and talk about some news and some politics, because that's what they're here for. So, what have been our top posts of the week? Tatton, what have we got in third place? Um, well, in third place, it's Exile Bully Dogs. And as we are running a little bit behind... I. I've not got all that much to say about this. It seems to be quite a nice compromise. Uh, no dogs are going to be put down. Uh, they're all going to be kind of neutered. I think the, the 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 question for me on this before was, do we know exactly what an XL bully dog is? And how can we tell if someone's been, if we're not 100% sure what they are, which we weren't before, and I don't know if we've cleared this up, mm-hmm. if they've been, so so it's, it's going to be illegal to breed them, right? Yes. But if they are being kept secretly, how easy is it to prove they're an XL bully dog? Yeah. Because well, any yeah. new legislation has to be enforceable. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you just stand up in the commons and you know vote for no bad vibes, mm. right? And everyone be like, yeah, we don't want bad vibes. And then... But but laws has to be enforceable, and I'm going to leave it there. I think. Mm. Well, the, a definition was published. So so to do all this, it was published. Yeah, they've right. published a definition. Now, not everyone's on board with it because it's still it's still very very difficult to be super specific about this XL bully breed because it is a combination of other breeds that have been bred mm. for the muscle mass and uh, you know and and how big it is and and all the rest of it, but. But there are para- there are no parameters there that can be worked on as a basis, and you're right, um, Tatton, in that it's um, there's no kill orders. This is all about the breed phasing out. So, um, but it's still you know generated a, a lot of tr- people feel very strongly about this, don't they? Pets, oh, of course, pets of course. in this country yeah. generates a lot of emotion. But yeah, it felt like. Uh, it felt like, yeah, like you say, a, a kind of compromise in the middle there. Yeah. Awesome. Good. So, um, Diane, what was our second most popular post this week? Okay. And a two real fans, um, train spotters, commuters were rejoicing over the fact that physical ticket offices in England's railway stations will be saved. The majority of them were planned to be scrapped um, by the rail companies. That was certainly um, on the horizon because, because there is a, a reason um, only 12% of us are buying tickets from ticket offices anymore. Okay. But people love them. People love ticket offices for a variety of reasons. Accessibility is the big one. Okay. So, you know, you've got all sorts of of groups and um, disability rights campaigners saying that to take them away would just be, you know, 
horrendous and life-changing for a number of people. You've got safety aspects of of lone travellers who just like the fact that stations are manned because a lot of train stations are quite rural and quite isolated. And, you know, you've just got other, like, incidents people were posting below this saying, like, yeah, I went to, you know, um, Preston train station and the, the ticket machine had been vandalised and I wouldn't have got on a train if it hadn't been for a member of staff, you know? So all sorts of things, like machines are great, right, most of the time, but if they're not working, they're not working. And this has been broadly welcomed. Even an independent passenger watchdog who had looked at the public consultation said this was the the, the right thing to do. Um. Diane. Yes. Yes, Tatton. What a load of nonsense you've just been talking. <laughs> all of those things, mm. all of those examples from the comments, and I understand that people feel them very deeply, I understand mm-hmm. that people feel the commitment made when getting rid of the ticket offices is that the member of staff would still be there and in fact is more flexible and in mm. fact so they can be on the platform help you on the platform they can go to the ticket machine help you on the ticket machine you know because they're still there now i understand there's a lot of people that say those guys aren't going to be on the the platform for very long as cuts you know whatever they will be cut further down the line but the freeing up of a member of staff from behind a ticket desk to be out, to be helping people who have accessibility needs, to be helping people buy tickets, to be helping to, to, to be, to be more present on the plane, on the plane platform, um, <laughs> is, isn't that bad. Well, they weren't going to be and available th- all of the, t- all of the times that they previously well, have ticket been. offices aren't open all the time. No, but they were going to be so, reduced again. So, but this is, I think sometimes debates get taken off track by an emotional reaction. And I like having a ticket off like Whitstable train station. We've got a ticket office. Which it's, you know, we're, we're, we're a town rather than a village. So there's, that, it's actually, there's always people around. But I think that a lot of the reaction against it, and of course the government, like given, given how much people are talking against it, of course the government was going to say, mm-hmm. Of course, of course, the government was going to say we're going to U-turn because they don't really care. It doesn't really make a difference to them. It's a, it's a train. They've told the train companies what to do. It, it was never a, a government plan to do the other things. It's not even a U-turn. They've just said, stop doing it because it's so unpopular. And I think that we just need to keep debates on the merits of the actual things that are happening, not because you've heard an emotional story from someone who likes to take office. Sure. But accessibility is not an emotional response. It's a practical reality. Yeah, but if there's still someone on the platform and the train companies were specific. Some. This was, some. Some of the train companies, fair, <laughs> were specific in saying that this was to help with accessibility and to help. And they would be there. And we've got to park the idea for now that they will be cut in the future because that's cynicism. Right, we don't know. We don't know for sure. That, like, if you assume that the rail company is speaking in good faith, and that's what I do. That's what I do with politics. I listen to everyone, assuming they're speaking in good faith. Couldn't possibly do SP if I just sat there and went, "Well, oh, you're lying, aren't you, mate?" Mm. Um, all the time. So, mm. I think accessibility could have been 
improved with this measure. But it's letting go of something that's safe to do something new. And that that feels and you know that 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 does feel scary. But anyway, it's all it's all by the by. Uh it's not happening. And we will get to keep our ticket offices and our train stations will remain less accessible because of it. I think a victory for the people. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> I think what you're gonna see, and I, I'm gonna predict this, I think you're gonna see an upturn in people using the ticket offices because this for a month. This is a, u- a this month. is a use them or lose them situation that people have realized. It's like libraries. If you don't use them, they close. You use stuff and it stays because you show the point to whoever's crunching the numbers and running the data that people want this stuff and need this stuff and that's what people have got to do yeah and we're going to have more and more of these kind of discussions aren't we you know technology takes over all different parts of our lives how do we move on in a way that is you know still safe and inclusive of everyone so i'm sure we will have similar discussions on other things in the future but for now what was our most popular post of the week tatton our most popular post of the week uh, was Wilco shops being back. Yay! And this, I mean, but this is just this is another example of just. Um, well, I mean, you could see it as people power. You could see it as everyone wanted them to be back, and the rangers who the, so the range bought Wilco in order to do it online, right? Consider the Wilco brand online and to acquire their shops for the range shops, and then Abbey Range, who I believe is the owner of the range abby range came out and said i don't think she is the, i just made up that name abby range yeah no abby range who owns the range yeah um so the leader owner of the range was like well let's keep the let's keep the name if there's this much warmth to it let's keep the name maybe people will come back because they'll be like oh wow we do we want a wilco and if they don't We'll just put the word the range on the top of the shop. Like in a year's time. It doesn't, it's such a safe and easy thing for them to do. Easy headlines. But we love it. We love the nostalgia. Oh, do you remember six months ago when there were Wilco's? <laughs> oh, well, that's gonna happen again. Yeah. Um like it's it, it's a good it feels like a good news story, but I think it's a really cynical ploy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, this is really good because every story I'm just the complete opposite of you this week. So yeah. Oh, we agreed on dogs. We agreed on dogs. <laughs> but um, one. Hang on. Are you are you are you not excited by the Patreon? I'm very excited. Okay, that's two things. That's two things. You know, that's the big story of the week. Uh, but but one lovely thing on this is that with these the stores that are opening, they are giving priority to the ex-Wilco staff, which is nice to apply for the jobs. So I did like that. That was a nice touch. But but but, mm. but Poundland have done that. Like like mm-hmm. lots of the lots of the ones who are taking over shops. It's not just because they're called the Wilco shops. I think I mean it's important to, mm. to, to look after the the, 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 the former staff. Mm. So yeah, I completely agree that's a good thing to do, but that's not I don't think that's linked to them cynically rebranding, <laughs> continuing to brand um, the, 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 the the Wilco-ness. Well, if you bought a brand, you might as well use it. Oh the yeah, absolutely. So loved. And yeah, no, this is an interesting one because I don't know, listeners, if you caught the live podcast that we did uh, back in September, but we found there was quite a split 
in the SP team over who had used Wilco and who hadn't. And I use Wilco a lot. And we found that in the audience then, a lot of people who, you know, lived in cities like I do, we use them a lot because they're, they're the place you can go to to get things like DIY things, stuff that's, that's in walkable distance. So yeah, but, but it's but, not just about Charlotte, nostalgia. I mean, you're, no, you're right. You're right. And 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 I'm not a regular Wilco user. I mean, no one is at the moment because they don't exist. But I haven't <laughs> been historically a uh, a regular Wilco user. But the range sells the same stuff. So but the range you won't is be, rarely on the high street. That's but the they're t- they're talk, They've bought their exact sites. Yeah. So the range is opening in their exact sites. So it doesn't matter. The, the Wilco it doesn't sites. matter. Yeah. So that's now, now there's, this is, it's the location. So Wilco's aren't normally typically out of town places, which is what the range is. So if you live in a city. But the range is moving into cities to take up Wilco stores to offer exactly the same stuff Wilco did. Yeah. So why, why does it matter? Because people love Wilco's. And and when, when, when Zoe Range bought it off Bobby Wilco, she thought, (laughs) she thought, let's give these another crack. (laughs) I think it was Bobby Wilkinson's. Oh, sorry. So I think um, <laughs> let's get the names right here. Come on. Um, Look, it, I, I, we don't I have think, time I think for it's, a branding lesson now, Tatton. I but, think uh, it's remarkably similar. <laughs> the rail station train ticket it is. story and the Wilco story. Yeah. And I think I think that emotions are holding back progress in both places. There we go. I've said it. <laughs> Losing a certain type of store in city centres is not progress. But anyway, it's not. We're not going to debate that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I really do see. And no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to argue anymore. We're going to move on. But I, I really do see the the, the, um, the reasons to keep to keep ticket platforms. I'm being slightly tongue in cheek about it, but I do think that we need to be more open to change. If that change might be positive, even if we quite like how things have been, because change is coming. Yes. Exactly. Just don't take away my Wilco. Anyway, let's move on mm-hmm. <laughs> to the mailbags. This is where you can ask questions and we will do our best to answer. Uh, this week we have a question from Zoe, a very topical one. So she asks, uh, during the Labour conference, there was a deep fake video of Starmer appearing to criticise the city of Liverpool. Do you think AI will be an issue in the 2024 election with videos circulating and people believing them to be real? That's up for either of you. We can talk about this. I'm going to go coming very quickly. Um, It's going to be an issue. People aren't going to believe. Like when this Labour video came out, loads of Conservative ministers tweeted that it wasn't. Real and that we shouldn't take yeah. anything for granted. <laughs> the only the only voices that were dissenting were those on the left of Labour saying, "Well, it clearly was real." Then, if the Conservatives are trying to cover it up, I mean, there. Are, I don't think anyone really believes them. I think we're early enough on this road that they're not good enough, mm. and and there's an element of feeling real. Like, we're intelligent enough to go, oh, does it feel real that they would have said that? That would be such a big story. Like, or whatever. I don't think it's going to be a massive issue. I think that everyone will call it out. I think that 
as we go deeper into other elections, mm. AI and, and deep fakes and all of this stuff is going to be more of an issue. But I think, I think a year ago today, near in, in a year's time today, I, I don't think it'll be that bad. Yeah, I agree with you on this because I don't think we're there yet. And actually, I think what is more dangerous at the minute are standard text posts that people can share really easily because sometimes they're harder to dispute if you don't actually check back. Um, and facts people share, you know, those kind of things get widely shared. All the social shared. media nonsense they we've get, been talking about wide, for ages. Yeah, they get so widely shared. The, yeah, the political deep fake stuff, I think we'll get there eventually. But, you know, for now, the stuff I'm seeing, certainly on my timelines, is only ever comedy stuff. You know, it's like someone's made Boris Johnson sing and it's very obvious, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and that sort of stuff is always going to be there and exist, you know. So yeah, it's, but it's all about it's all about the same stuff. Critical thinking. Yeah, it's yeah. all about promoting yeah. people going, just stopping, going. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, like and and people don't do that on the internet. Like I know people who otherwise very intelligent people will share videos that clearly been set up or clearly mm. aren't real. Or just it's like. Oh, it was a fun meme. I can't believe this happened. It didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was created. It was staged. Yes. Because look how many likes it gets, like all this stuff. And intelligent people fall for it. Mm. So we just need to make sure that we're there as simple politics. We have, we have enough of a voice to be a force for good in the next election of challenging this stuff. And we need to help people reinforce that. Just stop and think about it. Mm message absolutely i mean it's exactly on that point with the amount of stuff that um people already you know assume is real when it's not even if it's not ai or it's, it's someone saying oh this is from this incident when actually it's from a video game or something it's exactly why i completely disagree with both of you <laughs> and that ai is going to be a massive issue <laughs> because it's just another way of doing misinformation disinformation and it's not even mm. necessarily deep fakes but sh shallow fakes as well when it's just quite crudely sorry what's a shallow fake i don't know the difference. so it's when it's it's when it's um basically a less difficult type of ai to make so when you can just kind of slightly change something mm. rather than completely recreating a person and then you look for that oh, so you okay. look for the digits and stuff to see if if it has been an ai yeah yeah, but this is a bit like <laughs> AI is, I mean, it, it it has the potential to be incredibly dangerous, but even at the moment, even without AI, with just simple editing, uh, things like that, it's very easy to create disinformation. Mm. And, you know, online, we don't have the critical thinking skills to necessarily tell. And then with AI, that's only going to make it worse because it does actually make it more difficult to discern things. And the thing is, even if, even if a lot of people do call it out, then there are still going to be those people who do believe it. And even if that is still a minority, that is bad enough because at the well, moment you get about? things that are factually incorrect. Someone sees it, they don't see the retraction, and that will happen with AI. Yeah, as well. but 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 isn't it the case? 
and I'm interested by what you say. Isn't it the case that the people who believe that Keir Starmer's a Wally because he doesn't want to be in Liverpool, which is what the video said, are people who want to think that Keir Starmer's a Wally anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so when these things get believed, it generally just reinforces. So it's, it's part of the echo chamber effect, really, isn't it? So I don't think, while it can make the debate nastier, and let's not, we should always remember that MPs have been murdered. Mm-hmm. Joe Cox was murdered during a, a referendum campaign. So nasty campaigning isn't nothing. It's really important but it wouldn't change the outcome necessarily. Because then people can, you know, it will reinforce to those who already have a particular point of view, but it also kind of provides more quote-unquote evidence that they can share to try and convince others. But also I just think that anything that is fake that people use to reinforce their beliefs is not good, and AI is only going to increase that. Mm. Yeah, and it, okay, it is more dangerous. It so. is, but we've kind of all, always had this. There have always been rumours, counter-rumours. Oh, yeah. we, we always have, but yeah. I think this is yeah. even more... Because it's 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 far more difficult to disprove, isn't it? Like, mm. ultimately, even in the past when people have said things that are fundamentally untrue, we can say, this is not true, here's all the evidence. That message still doesn't necessarily get through. But when it's AI, it's even more difficult to disprove because if it really looks like someone is saying that, it's, yeah. And what was what was quite impressive about the um, Keir Starmer one, I, I think I'm coming around to your point of view, Charlotte, what, what, was, uh, what was impressive about it was that it was, it was a him making a mistake. It was him being caught off camera, like him thinking he was off the record saying how terrible Liverpool was. Like it was... So that's particularly difficult. Like it, it, it would be harder to show that he didn't say on his speech. You couldn't kind of cut him in a big speech saying that we should, you know, expand the Rwanda policy because he's not going to say that. But you can catch it, create those side moments that are almost impossible. But but yeah. within ten minutes, to, to verify. It, it was it was a deep fake. It, it was all over the news that it was a deep fake. Yeah, I mean that that, that that's that's why yeah. I started off on this opinion. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte's persuaded me that there, if there are a few more of these, and 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 when there's an election, there will be more, and they more people will be interested as to whether Keir Starmer likes Liverpool or not. At, th- at that point, like we just had, like the Gaza. Israel stuff had all just kicked off. So the story was very much brushed under. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. And people don't necessarily hear the retraction. That's that's the issue. I just think anything that increases the capability to create disinformation mm. is something that's scary. I mean, if if you want to kind of have an extreme example of this, the BBC show, um, The Capture, um, especially the second series related to politics, it's quite an extreme it's uh, very extreme. Example of it. <laughs> I only saw the first but, one. I only saw the first that series. The first yeah. one was good. Is the second one good? The, the second the, one's the se- really second good. One is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this, is this um, what we do now? Do we do TV recommendations? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd happily do a whole section on TV recommendations. But anyway, <laughs> um, it is an extreme example for sure. Yeah. I'm not saying that that is what's going to be happening in the election next year, but I think it is. It, it helps you understand what these kind of possible capabilities are and how we need to make sure we don't get there. 
but yeah, very, very good question. Thank you, Zoe. Um, Thanks, and very Zoe. timely because as we record, the uh, Prime Minister is holding an AI security summit. Uh, Rishi Sunak's very keen to get ahead on this, isn't he? So, Well, he wants to investigate rather than legislate. So that is his, yes. his phrase for this conference. So he wants to look at the advantage rather than all because everything's very scary about AI isn't it whenever people talk about it it's we're doomed and it's going to do this and it's deep fakery and it's this actually there's some amazing amazing possibilities and advantages Definitely. and cancer treatments yeah. and it could be you know thing there are going to be improvements because of AI yeah. in, in our lives without a doubt so he's got Elon Musk even involved in this however you feel about him and um, they uh, i believe they will be having some sort of um debrief on x this evening which is thursday night so we might bring yes. you something about that when the podcast is out yeah i um i mean a guy i don't i like as as any as anyone listening to this podcast will know by now i know nothing about um ai at all but a guy on the radio this morning who's at this conference was saying that this is this is going to be a as big a transformation in our lives as railway and as electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah. So I, we I need just, to think I, carefully. I think about. that's hyperbole. I think there's no I think it's nonsense. <laughs> it's electricity. 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 Electric, okay. I, I would compare it more to social media. Oh no, it's going Fine. to be bigger. I'll accept that. Way, way bigger. I completely oh, accept that. Way, way bigger. Because this is okay, going to so transform two times the social NHS. media. It's going to transform business. It's no, huge, huge. Eight times social huge. media. I want to know how many times social media AI is going to be. A hundred social medias. A hundred social medias. But not a whole electricity. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's it. On, not fire. On the okay, of... not fire. <laughs> How about wheels? What we're we saying on wheels here? How about the Big Bang? Mm. Like no. Right. Yeah. Um, Let's okay. move on. <laughs> right. I, I I don't think we even have time for any more questions. No, I think because no, we're I so don't think we deep do. into yeah. AI. Sorry, anyway. Emily. So <laughs> we didn't have any Emily's this week, so it's fine. D- that's why it was a good joke. Goodness oh, me. Sorry. Sorry, this, this, this is, is why, why we're we nominated win for the Best com- Comedy. That's no, why we didn't win the Best Comedy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Let's move on to the third section, which this week is King's Speech Watch. So, on Tuesday, we're going to have the King's Speech. Um, if you've not seen one of these, uh, there's a lot of pomp and ceremony. It's Tatton's favourite thing. I just... Tatton. Stop, stop. Okay. You've just done the bad thing that you're not allowed to do. When you're talking about the King's Speech, what we're talking Mm -hmm. about is the most wonderful time of the year, (laughs) right? We're talking about a vision and a dream for the country. We're talking about the changes that are going to be made, all of these things. But what the people get excited about for the King's Speech is that the King pitches up, right? The King gets a gold throne, Right, it doesn't even walk from Buckingham Palace. It's really close, Buckingham Palace. It's really close to Parliament, like deliberately so. Right, doesn't walk. Gets a gold. Right, I, I, I'm going to try and cut this. I get so cross. 
And then I've got a timetable. I bought it up, the timetable. So 11.20 in the morning, the arrival of the monarch, 11.20. And then they go into a into, into they, they go into a robing a room called the robing room. I used to give tours of Parliament. I used to show people around that, and I used to tell them I hated it. Um, <laughs> they went to go into the robing room. A fun fact about the robing room is that behind a panel, there's a secret loo for the monarch when they're in there. They need to go to the loo, and only the monarchs allowed to use it. I reckon that a cleaner's gone in there. I Definitely. reckon like you would. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but special loo in the robing room. Anyway. They then, the king or queen as was when, then walks between the robing room and the House of Lords. And they go through something called the Royal Gallery. And when I was at Parliament, you could apply for a ballot for tickets in the Royal Gallery for the state opening of Parliament. I was like, oh, cool. Do you get to see see the speech? No, no, no. The king or queen as was walks past you. For about 30 seconds. And there's a man trying to get these tickets. Like, oh, I want, I, want, I, want, I want to be there when somebody walks past me. What? Uh, <sighs> anyway. That seems quite fun. What? What? How? <laughs> I just wanted to see a reaction. Um, and, then, and then the king sits on the throne. And the king makes a speech. And this speech is given to them by the prime minister. The king does not write it themselves. Mm. The prime minister, and it's, it's a really boring speech because it's just a list of bills. Like it's basically names of bills. It doesn't go into any detail, doesn't go into just, justification, but it says these are the things the government's going, my government will, yeah. he'll say. My government will change rent reform, blah, 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 blah. And then he... He hands the speech back to Michael Gove, it might be, it was last time. Hands the speech back and, oh God, I didn't even get into the House of Commons and the House of Lords and Black Rod knocking on the door. Oh, it's all so <laughs> awful. Um, and, and the king buggers off or does whatever he does. And oh, he gets to walk. those ticket holders get to see them go back again. Oh, that's the other side of his face. I enjoyed the first side of his face and now this side of his face is, is even better. Nonsense, right? King gets back in his gold thing and the House of Commons leaves the House of Lords. And you'd like to think that this is when it got good. It doesn't get good yet. It's, it, it, you've been watching live coverage since 10.30 in the morning. It's still not good. The actual debate doesn't start until 2 p.m. or might even be 3 p.m. And then you go, oh, finally, we're getting into the politics of it. We're getting into how our lives are going to be improved of it. Except the King's speech is proposed and seconded by, I don't know how they choose the MPs that propose and second it, but I think the most annoying MPs they could find. And there's quite a lot of competition in the House of Commons for that so, so, and then, and it's nothing is worse than when MPs try to be funny. Nothing is worse than that. I mean, no, sorry. I mean, it's Ryan Gaza, that's worse, right? There is worse stuff than MPs being funny, but it's just not enjoyable. And then finally, finally, the Prime Minister stands up to defend the King's speech. And yes, they start off by replying to the funny, funny MPs, but what we get at about four o'clock is a prime minister, and this is going to be absolute box office on Tuesday, we will have a prime minister standing up to defend and put forward the things they want to do for the next year. This is Rishi Sunak's time. This is Rishi Sunak's opportunity to say, 
Who are, this is who I am. This is what I want for the country. In a year time, I'm going to vote for more of this because I am change. I am reform. I am going to make this country better. And then Starmer's going to stand up and say, this is nonsense. You should be doing this. This is my time, in fact. We're going to have an in-depth, interesting political debate and you just have to watch it because it's going to be amazing. Brilliant Tatonian lecture there um, <coughs> on the joys of the King's speech. Uh, Diane, Tatton mentioned that the King will uh, announce some bills that the government wa- wants. Do we know what could be in there? Yeah, I mean, we don't really, but there's chat. There's chat about taking away the leasehold system. That that's that would be quite a popular thing. It's quite controversial, the whole leasehold system. You know, the, it's already been announced, the desire to have very serious criminals attend their sentencing. That's that's pretty much going to, I would say that's definite to be in there. I think it's definite to be in there, but presumably that there'll be a justice bill. Yes. It's a quite a small tweak. That, yeah. I mean, that doesn't feel like a government legislation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a private mm. member's bill, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, but that, but we would want more justice reforms yeah, and, and the and, prisons and, and, I mean Alex Chalk will have a whole bill won't he yeah and leasehold yeah. may well be within a, a bigger housing bill right hopefully yeah presumably yeah. presumably yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's good you know today there's an open letter to Rishi Sunak from quite a few um, celebrities um, it's one that uh, Theresa May back in 2018 said she would bring forward a conversion therapy ban and it has not happened yet and people do you know yeah what I find interesting about this okay. is that they're in real trouble because everyone, everyone's on board yes. with same-sex conversion therapy, trans conversion banned. therapy, being being banned. So, so sorry, of course, but but <laughs> trans but trans cons- conversion therapy is really difficult because, well, I mean the examples I was hearing. I think from someone I was watching politics live and someone um, was, 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 was saying why it's so difficult because if you make it so that asking some, asking someone if they're sure that they are, which people do more frequently with trans people than they do with, with, with people of same sex relationships, that could be illegal. So a concerned parent, it's also, for a party that says, for a party where people queued up on the Conservative Party conference stage to say a man is a man and a woman is a woman, to be giving trans rights a platform, and that's and that's all it like. Basically, it's really difficult with to do a trans conversion therapy ban for this government. Yeah. This government is going to find that really hard, even though Theresa May announced, Theresa May wasn't thinking about trans conversion therapy at all when she announced it back then. And this this is the government that legalised same-sex marriage, I think. That was a Theresa May, yeah. 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 So, David Cameron? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I had a panic when I said that. Um, this, is the, <laughs> this, this, this is not a homophobic government. They, you know, there's a lot of same people in same-sex relationships in the party. They, you know, they have more issues with trans. And whether they can bring a conversion therapy ban in just for same-sex people and not for trans people, 
is going to be a tricky line for them to 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 to, to walk. Mm. So we'll see if it's in there. Yeah, and they've put themselves in a particular box, which makes it difficult to step out the box, I guess. Right, so that's the king's speech. Uh, if Catton's ranting about it hasn't made you excited, then uh, we will bring you all the news on the day and we'll get you excited then. Don't worry. We won't cover we any are- of the royal stuff. <laughs> I might put it on stories. Yeah. Politics I might put it on stories. <laughs> Loving the going, Charlie. <laughs> I'll still be. I'll still be watching it. I don't know. Isn't that annoying? <laughs> I hate for all for as much as I hate it. I watch every second of it all. Ugh. Let's move on to the final section of the podcast, the crystal ball. So, I mean, Tatum, we already know what's in your crystal ball. What you're going to be doing on Tuesday? All right, tell don't us ask anyway. me then. <laughs> well, okay, I won't. All right. I was just giving you an Why opportunity so to speak. Why are you being grumpy? grumpy? <laughs> I just realised I was about to ask you a question of what are you doing, and you're going to say, "Well, obviously, I'm, I'm watching the King's Speech." We've just talked about that, Charlotte, and I'm like, okay. So I tried to avoid that, and now I've just said it anyway. I mean, but I've done it all this, this, myself in my own going? voice. How's this going? It's not going great. It's not going great. <laughs> Diane, what's in your crystal ball? <laughs> um, well. Once I've done my, the outfit review and talked about all the golden sparkly <laughs> stuff, <laughs> then when the dust settles and the crown has gone away, attention will start to talk, turn to money and the autumn statement and Jeremy Hunt, because he'll be popping up on the 22nd of the month to talk all things economic plans. Can he cut tax? Can he do some stuff? We'll see. We'll see. You almost went into like a trailer voice then. I did. Can he cut tax? (laughs) Why doesn't Mm -hmm. he tax ticket offices? Oh my God. Right? And then see if we want them. Yeah. (sighs) Or just Wilco's. Or just Wilco's. (laughs) Just tax Wilco's. Bobby Wilkinson would <laughs> be furious. I think that's quite enough for one week, don't you, lovely listener? Uh, thank you ever so much for sticking with us, if you have done. <laughs> and we will be back next week for more fun. And Parliament will be back, so that will be fantastic. Until then, have a lovely week. Thank you and goodbye. Bye 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 bye. Bye. just heard a stripped media production hi my name is Kay Adams and to be honest I'm not so good with the aging process so I enlisted my old chum the filter-free Cara McKenzie to advise could you imagine being a porn star the room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off to be honest she's not much help but she is rather amusing And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.